welcome back to Formula Pod. Uh, today we have Arjun and we have Jason. No, wait, actually, Jason isn't here because he's too busy doing something else. Anyway, so uh, we have this new segment come up, uh, which is... Uh... Okay, you know what? I will take this take on because yeah. Mihir is just really confused in terms of what is the segment names even <laughs> after 14 episodes. And yes, <laughs> we are back with another installment of The Grid Gossips. Mihir today was so passionate enough. He was like, okay, Arjun, I'm going to lead the show. I'm going to do everything I can. But now I seem like he, I need to kind of pass off that opportunity during the Austrian Grand Prix episode. But like, yeah, today we are talking all about... Or do you want to take this on, Mihir? Since you just kicked it no, off. Honestly, I feel Arjun, you're doing it so much better than me. So I'm going <laughs> to leave it to you. Um, I'll cool. talk about the expertise of the next race. <laughs> cool, cool. So today we'll be covering all about is Formula 1 cars going to be louder in 2026? And also, Toto Wolf says Mercedes can fight with the Red Bulls after all its upgrades coming up in Silverstone and Spa. You got to check that out. McLaren to bring upgrades in Austria apparently there is something happening with that car we don't know we'll explore more about it and Carlos Sainz says Ferrari space won't stabilize anytime soon well we don't have the Ferrari fans so we can kind of take a piss on that very nicely and towards the end I absolutely agree with that and towards the end Ryan Reynolds has a stake in Formula 1 team Alpine a full detailed Great gossip show we got today, a full packed one, and let's hit it. So, will Formula One cars be louder in 2026? So, this has basically come off from a tweet from the very own Stefano Domenicali, the former Ferrari team principal and now Formula One's CEO. So, apparently, what he has said is that the intention is to make sure the new regulation. The noise, the engine noise itself will be higher as part of our emotion. It's really what our fans want to hear and that's the duty for us to commit on that. We need to have different sound. It's a music to my ears. It's true that we have 12 cylinders. It was a different frequency, very loud. Then a 10, a 8 and a 6. It's not going any, it's not again going down. So I'm just thinking right now. Since Formula 1 told, okay, they're going to use sustainable fuels, all these things. Okay, this is on one way, it's just becoming, uh, okay, on one end, they're like, okay, we're up for sustainability, we're doing all we can. But then the engine noises, if they say it's loud, like, okay, to be very honest, I would love some loud engine roaring to hear because that kind of pumps up my adrenaline because in a Formula 1 track, that's kind of a very, uh, what do you call that's a requisite i feel like you need to have those loud engines really zoom kind of uh noises and all those uh mihir what are your thoughts <clears throat> so what i feel about noise obviously is uh formula one cars without noise is like a beef wellington without beef okay <laughs> that's what i feel and look um i know i mean environmentally it's not good with so much noise but we have formula e for that right so yeah. I think some things are just meant to be like they're supposed to be. Do not change anything. I mean, I've heard the W like V12s. Oh my God, these cars sound perfect, right? And if, even in one of the interviews where um, 
there was a V12 just crossing by and Lewis Hamilton just stops and turns around. He was like, oh my God, I really missed the V12 cars. We all do. I mean, and the sound and the way it handles and the power and the energy that gives out is absolutely outstanding. So I agree with uh, making the cars louder because, I mean, that's all Formula One cars are all about. Other than, you know, the strategies, the racing, it's the sound, it's the pure music that comes out of these cars. So I absolutely agree with them. Well, on one way, we can kind of agree that we are very hopeful that Formula One cars are louder and they'll not hurt our ears, even rather soothe our minds. Anyways, heading off to the Mercedes, our team. Uh, so Toto will says... The Mercedes can fight the Red Bulls after all the upgrades which have been installed. And yes, I can say this though because um, Mercedes' version of Adrian Newey is James Wells. So James Alton. James Wells? Why did I say James Wells? Anyways, James Alton. Okay. <laughs> and, and and yeah, he's, he's doing wonders with that car at the moment because of bringing... All those upgrades, the side parts, the uh, adjustment of the suspension, all those things he's kind of bringing in and kind of the drivers are. Uh, Lewis Hamilton especially is loving the car so well. Like, he's coming in sync with it. So Toto Wolff says, if we improve with the latest upgrades for Silverstone after the break, we will be able to fight with the Red Bull. So basically, normally with the Mercedes, they are the tradition is post-break, they kind of just come on all attack, right? So... Possibly that's it. Silverstone is just two races away. We have this week, we have the Austrian Grand Prix, then we got the Silverstone Grand Prix. And yes, Mercedes would really love a win at Silverstone because it's their home race. They have two British drivers. They want to see both those British drivers on the podium. But at the same time, we have even got McLaren as a team and say Lando Norris also is having his home Grand Prix. So if you talk, we're talking about a very, very crucial British Grand Prix over here. What any thoughts on this here? Like uh, Mercedes kind of getting that upgrades right and bringing it all the way to the Red Bulls. Yeah, as a Mercedes uh, fan, I mean people who do not know this, but I'm a huge Mercedes fan. I have the bobbleheads. I have posters on my room. I have all the shirts from last year to this year to the previous years as well. I, it's it's a great feeling to see that. Mercedes Formula One is really come together. They were scattered all around. As a really good example, when I mean scattered around, is like when you know when you buy Lego, and it's yeah. all like not in pieces. Now it's coming together, and it's becoming one unit. So obviously, good things do take time. It did take longer than expected, but you can't. Uh, I'm trying to find that word, but you c cannot uh, put. Uh, great things together unless they're in the right track i don't know that came out right or not but uh, mm. you need to have patience and patience is a key of success that's what i've learned from total goals as well so i absolutely agree that uh, mercedes did take time they were not in the right mindset but I think the pressure that Toto Wolf, Lewis, George Russell, and obviously the whole team and the fans, they've really stepped on and they're really going to show all of us that Mercedes is not just a team that's going to settle down for us or for a podium in 
third place or fourth. They're gonna go for podiums like first and second soon. So I'm really happy with that. So we can we need to even talk about the Ferraris, okay? Mm-hmm. Because they have been okay on 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 certain races they have they actually got some things right. Say for Canadian mm-hmm. Grand Prix strategy was one big thing they got right. <laughs> Uh, but then, and and but then, we all will agree that Carlos Sainz has become the dominant driver and kind of consistently scoring points for uh, the Ferraris, right? So if Carlos Sainz says he will not expect Ferraris' form to stabilize anytime soon. According to Carlos Sainz, he says his he he thinks his space in Austria will depend a lot on in the characteristics of the track, and he thinks. His pace varies a lot depending on that. And he also said, like, we've seen places like Monaco or Canada are stronger than other places with higher speeds. Corners like Barcelona, where we struggled a bit more. So I think we'll see variations in our competitiveness. So honestly, on this though, okay, is track layout something that becomes like a huge what I'll call uh, a deciding factor for a team's success. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, every track has some type of characteristic that uh, could make a game or lose a game. In this term, win a race or lose a race. Some cars are good in city tracks. Some cars are good at, you know, straight lines. Some tracks are really good at, some teams are really good at uh, curves. So. I think, yeah, I, I absolutely agree with the statement. Hmm. Because, uh, okay, so what, what I personally think about this, because I'm not having much knowledge about this, because my technical knowledge is relatively a lot lesser compared to what Mihir has got, because Mihir just dips his head onto Formula 1 things. Uh, but, like, yeah, on, like, as as, as, uh, as a normal Formula 1 fan, not a T, I'm not going to say team-specific, but as a Formula 1 fan... I would write for a change. I would like to see the Ferrari come in rather than a Red Bull all time. Like a Ferrari Mercedes fa- fight, I would really love to see for like for the top spot, not the Red Bulls, please. Like Red Bulls, man. I don't even. I don't even want to talk about it in the first place. Like none of us even want to talk about it because it's just. I really just wish we you guys could have just seen our faces, but like we are, we are not so happy about it. We are really not happy with Red Bulls. Anyways, going along, we've even okay. So we got to talk about Alpine. Mm. So what has happened with Alpine? Alpine has basically. <laughs> what has happened with Alpine? That is the big story, the really, <laughs> really big story. What do you call the Hollywood-style story? I would rather call it. So Alpine has got a major funding. Major funding, as in this funding can actually hit Alpine's value to $900 million. Team's value has shot up to $900 million. And apparently, there's a 24% stake which they sold off to a consortium, which includes Otoro Capital, Redbird Capital Partners, and Maximum Effort Investments. And who owns Maximum Effort Investments? Ryan Reynolds. And along with that, in Maximum Effort Investments, it's not only Ryan Reynolds, there's Michael B. Jordan and Rob McElhenney. I don't know who that guy is. I just know Ryan Reynolds and Michael B. Jordan. So 
it's just reached a point that we have started to get Hollywood investors on Formula One. And yeah, I if they have kicked off with Alpine, and this is basically what um, Lauren, uh, with Lauren Rossi, the the CEO of uh, Alpine Racing, has just said because he's got this plan, hundred Grand Prix, they will get the Alpine Renaults up in the front. So yeah, this is and that is something which will happen by twenty twenty five. So honestly, initial thoughts for me, uh, what I feel is that. Okay, Alpines have been performing so well. I'm not going to deny that. They have been doing some amazing jobs and say Alcon getting a podium in Monaco. And like, yeah, both drivers are proper alphas itself, I would say. Because Pierre Gasly is not giving up that easily. Uh, Esteban Ocon is also not giving up that easily. So I think the 100 Grand Prix thing... It is it it is going to be a bit of a task because you've got not before it was only three dominant teams now you've got four dominant teams because even the uh, Aston Martins have also got onto the league of being very dominant from from the lower league they just 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 got their catapult up and then shot off to the upper league I'm I'm confident that Renault would do it they will in they will eventually win a good couple of races but then the path to that road is not easy and it has got a lot of barriers. Mihir, thoughts on this? I So I've read about it. I've uh, been very uh, intrigued with this whole <clears throat> topic. Mm-hmm. Formula One has become not just a sport, it's also become a very, very big deal in investments. Now, I'm no professional in investments, but it's a big deal if some Hollywood star has invested in, in a team that really needs help with funding. And I think this would not just give it a lot of marketing, but it would also give a lot of opportunities. And I mean, he, he's seen something that we don't. Maybe he has spoken to someone and he's like, you know what, Alpine is going to rise up in the next few years and the ROI is going to be quite high. So true, true. I think it's a really long-term investment that he's done. This could either go his way or it could go Alpine's way. So I'm really excited for this. I want to see what kind of developments they would have after the funding itself. So hence saying this, all I'm going to say is it's a good thing that he's invested money in it. The downfall of this is it's not the top teams. So he's yeah. on a hinge right now. He has just chose and... that particular, what do you call, he has just chose that particular midfield team who is in contention for the top spot. I mean, to be honest, it's a Red Bull, to be honest. So he's on the safer side because Red Bull doesn't need any funding. So what he's done... Red Bull has got all the funding it can get in the first place. Oracle is yeah. pumping money like anything. Absolutely. <laughs> and it, it has to. So I think he's just like, you know what? I have some extra cash on me. I'd rather help these guys. If he really had to help, he, he should have helped Williams. Because that okay, car has got the potential. That car has got the potential. You, you also need to understand, Arjun, that uh, a lot of these people are very biased towards one team. Also, Alpine is actually a luxury brand for clothing. So 
for him that's maybe Alpha it's Tauri, like... not Alpine. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Bro, so, like... sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> no, but uh, coming back, coming back. Sorry, that's Alpha Tauri. Sorry. So I, I feel, I actually feel that it's a good idea. Maybe he's just starting off in a new playground, so he wants to start off low, and then maybe he will climb up. Probably. If I had, if know. I had money, I would do the same, just to see if I get any return. Just I'll put a few million. You know, just to see if I had those many millions, I would. And just, you know, just to see. And if it, if there's any return, why not? How, how, how much, how short of zeros are you to reaching a million? Quite a good amount. Quite a good amount of zeros. Uh, thank you so much, guys, for this podcast. I'll see you. <laughs> oh. oh, man. Uh, but like, yeah, I personally feel like, okay, good they didn't do it to a McLaren because those things are... It says upgrades. God knows what the upgrades mm-hmm. are for. And okay. No, God knows what the upgrades are for, but we just don't know how the upgrades are going to work <laughs> in the first place. Uh, but like, yeah, mm-hmm. since you told shares, even I also have a share. Not on a team. I have got the share on the Formula One's owner, Liberty Media. Okay. I, okay. I hold shares uh, on Formula One. Oh, this one. Even though I was broke the last month, I bought the shares. I was like, but that's good. I don't care. Long term, that's really good. Long term, I know. It's 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 long term stuff at the end of the day, but still, we got mm-hmm. we got we we got we got to see how this thing turns out to be in, at the end of the day, right? With all this investment yeah. bu- investment BS at the end of the day. So okay, why am I mm-hmm. saying end of the day a lot of times? It's just becoming way too much that I'm saying the word end of the day so much times. Anyways, eat break is getting to. <laughs> Yeah, I finally got a proper eight hours of sleep. So yeah, I'm really yeah, pumped up. Thank you. Uh, and we also got to know mm-hmm. that Formula One has got a new... Uh, okay, a new team has actually announced their interest in Formula One. So <sighs> this is basically a team that was uh, there in the junior leagues. It's called the, it's called the High Tech GP. So the High Tech GP has officially announced it has made an application to enter Formula 1 in 2026. So it also okay. says it has got some funding in because it sold 25% of its shares to a Kazakh businessman called Vladimir Kim. And I'm like, mm-hmm. and I heard the word Vladimir, I'm like, okay, is this guy Russian? But no, he's uh, Kazakh. Kazakh. And apparently, yeah, apparently this Vladimir dude has got like a 46 billion dollar net worth so like yeah the team would be coming in funded with huge amounts of cash so we know till now andretti is one team andretti is being is taking part in the indycar uh races and in the world endurance uh, performance um championships but they haven't got their thing with formula one but then when they are coming in formula one they only come in with the cadillacs um and i don't know whether it's a works team or not god knows but like yeah with high tech gp now announcing this is going to be the second team that has actually announced interest because okay uh, technically the third because red bull uh, audi was the one but then audi is partnering up with with sauber so that's not a big deal in the first place because it's already there and audi has already started testing and i'm pretty sure because uh hamilton said this in the last press conference that the Red Bull, even since their car is insanely fast right now, they've already started developing their 2024 car. Uh, in the same domain is the Audi. 
because the Audi engines have been starting to develop at this point. And who knows, they could be like a Braun GP kind of a stuff. They just come in W season, win the championship. Whoopa. A any thoughts on this, Mihir? Like a new team coming in, like, an, uh, like who buys an already existing works team and then ends I'm up... I'm super excited. Kind of... I'm so sorry to cut you off, but I'm no so super excited I'm going to cut you off. You know what? I'm super excited. It's going to be a new element for Formula 1. I think this there has to be a change um, in Formula 1 in terms of teams. It's The teams are being... I mean, the teams are obviously there, but having new teams creates new opportunities, new drama, new competitiveness levels. So, saying this, um, as as an Audi driver, a BMW driver, like I have the, these kind of cars, so I call myself mm -hmm. a driver. Would I change my teams from Mercedes to Audi? Not really. I would. Okay. I would balance myself. But uh, I'm expecting a lot from Audi. I mean, Audi has great cars. Uh, they've been in GPS. They have been in so many motorsports. I can't even name. And I think it's time where Audi showed this true engineering skills and history. Um, this would really change the game, like I said before. Um, it's good to have so many German brands come in. I think, uh, I hope BMW comes in as well at some point. BMW was a Formula 1 team for people who don't know this. Um, they stepped out. But I think this would really open up a lot of opportunities for other car brands to come in Formula 1. I was expecting at least Toyota or Suzuki to come in. But let's see. But Audi's a good... Audi's pretty good. What do you think? Do you don't think Toyota or Suzuki should come in Formula see, 1? See, Toyota was there in Formula 1 before. So, in the in the early 2000s, Toyota was a team. Which okay. everyone said, oh, huge money, huge funding. But then I didn't mm -hmm. feel they had that success what they actually aimed for in the first place. So, again, because Toyota has been racing in all the other leagues except for Formula 1. Because they've got World Endurance Cup. I'm not sure they have, are they on uh, Formula E. But I know for the fact Nissan is. Um, so one Japanese team over there. But then over here now it's like Honda. Okay. I'm thinking potentially Aston Martin Honda relationship that kind of flourishing in so well. And Honda, I, I, I do love that Honda had the balls to say in Formula 1, even though they were like, okay, they're going to leave, they're going to do everything. Final last minute stuff with Red Bull, boom, they got it, they got, they were still back on the grid, but not in a maximum presence, in a minimal presence, but still in 2026, they are returning back with the Aston Martins in full force. With the German teams, like, yeah, it will be really interesting. And trust me, I would really love to see the Hockenheim ring actually come back to the grid um, in Germany. So, because that track is quite, it's quite an interesting track, Hockenheim. Would say it's it's got it's got all those late breaking, those hard breaking zones in between, and then the long straights. It's kind of good. Like I personally would love to see more than F one cars on Hockenheim, and race across. But then it's just that with Hockenheim, the authorities down there just say it's just a bit expensive on the end to kind of run this Grand Prix. Because mm -hmm. in Formula 1, how the system happens is Formula 1 doesn't pay you. You rather pay Formula 1 in order to be on the grid. 
So uh, till now, the debt investment is only for the Shanghai Grand Prix because they pay, but then they are not getting the race happen or they didn't even get the race replaced. So that's a bit bit of a shame for them for the past two, three years. But like, yeah, a ger- more German teams because German cars have been known for how sporty they are and all those. Because I don't drive a German car, I rather drive a Japanese car, but still, I'm not going to say which brand, but but still, um, seeing those kind of teams, it'll be really interesting. Okay, but I just don't know how, if more teams come in, how the grid is going to look like. Because at the moment, it's world's 10 best teams with the more, the 20 best drivers. And how that's going to kind of spread out, I'm a bit conflicted on that. Because I feel, at max, there should be only 12 teams, not more than that. Because that's actually that's actually I, a really good way to think about it. And I didn't think of that. It would get really congested. It would get really congested if it goes more than mm. twelve teams. Mm-hmm. Because twenty-four drivers is enough. I don't want like thirty drivers in on the long straights. Like it, it mm-hmm. does it doesn't make sense. You're right. And You're absolutely right, actually. because see, one thing is that you have all these circuits. It's not that all the circuits are like spa or something, which is like seven kilometers long. Mm-hmm. And it's got various... For example, Red Bull Ring. In the the, 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 the next race which we are seeing, I'm not sure it's going, it has the capacity to hold 30 cars. At the best, mm-hmm. at the best 24 cars. And also, it's not that Formula 1 cars are tiny like before. Formula 1 cars are heavy. It's big. It's width. It's mm-hmm. high. Everything is more at the point, at the stage. I personally feel at the best to win 12 teams... 24 cars not more than that because if it goes way beyond it's one way it's a pressure for the track number one number two the amount of okay how much ever formula one wanted to be eco-friendly teams to kind of do the logistics and all those it'll be a nightmare transporting 12 like what 15 teams here and there across the countries like I know that's kind of like a team's expense, but still, it. I personally just feel twelve teams is good enough. Like this is now the time for you listeners. What do you guys think? Twelve teams, or like should they be just ten teams, or they can kind of put in another two more teams, or they can go as much as teams as they want. I personally feel twelve teams would be enough. Mihir, now that you have said it in that way i kind of agree with you guys but uh, honestly i feel like there shouldn't be more teams yes audi coming in should be the last like team to enter formula one um but if let's say if one team doesn't do well then i think they should have some type of cycling role where they go like you know what this year you did not do well so we're gonna let this team come in and show what they have and the, the principal teams can stay. The main teams can stay. They don't have to have this competitive rolling cycle. But let's say Williams. I, I know they're, they're sister teams of Mercedes. But if they're not doing well, what's the point? But again, that comes back to the point where if they come from Formula 2 and they want to start Formula 1 in their career, they would always start with a sister team. And then they would go to the main teams. Coming... So I'm actually really confused and I want to ask you and the viewer uh, and the listeners, obviously, for Audi, what do, you, what do you think? Would they 
is Audi going to be a main team or is Audi going to be in the sport of Williams, of Atari, uh, and McLaren for now, unfortunately? Okay, here is what I feel. Mm-hmm. For the Audi, Audi already has bought a works team, so it's not an addition to the grid. It's just mm-hmm. that the Alfa Romeo Sauber will change to Audi Sauber. And mm-hmm. Audi is developing its own engines. It's no more going to rely on Ferrari. It's going to be a proper, proper works team. Okay. Which economy is good because more works team means we can see more kind of, as in, you know, the predictability factor kind of reduces in because we're like, oh, that's a Mercedes-powered car. That's a Ferrari-powered car. And it's just that, oh, we, we can predict, okay, which car or which team would be having the much faster pace because... In the Ferraris, Ferrari, of course, has the faster. And I am I personally feel the Haas have got the second fastest or the second most powerful engine compared to the Saubers because the Haas are flying very well. But I feel like, okay, more uh, constructors coming in and kind of doing it with the, with the Ferrari, sorry, with Audi, we cannot even call that as a separate constructor because they are technically the 10th team. Technically, they are the 10th team, and then there it's like done. But what, what we saw with Andretti, with high tech, it's just that there are separate, separate teams who want to come in. And yes, the rolling thing, um, I I would rather not go for that. Because see, Williams is a team which has been there in Formula 1 for a very long time. As in that team has seen, if I'm not wrong, 7 to 8 generations of Formula 1 car. It's just that it is gone from the original owners to an investment group right now. So Dorlitton Adventures is at the moment the owners of Formula One, an American venture company. So they've just seen different owners, but then it's just that Williams is how I'll call it. It's a legacy team, which at this point, I feel with the Mercedes um, James Wells, who is a team principal right now, coming in and kind of, doing whatever he can do with that team and getting in the result. I feel it is, again, it is back on contention, I feel, because at the at this stage, I feel Alpha Tauri is the team lowest on the grid, the Red Bull sister team, because there is some kind of a DNF or some kind of a thing, problem with the Alpha Tauris. You know, it's it, okay. It's okay. With Yuki Tsunoda, the case is that he's just either P10, P11, P10, P11, and he's not having much points at the end of the day. Uh, so and with Williams, they did a stunning job in Canada. I don't know what's going to be the case in Red Bull Ring, but they got that straight line speed. All those things kind of uh, what do you what do you say factored in. It's only problem with them is that they don't have that kind of a development budget compared to all the other teams. So if for if for example Ryan Reynolds was investing in uh, Williams, I would be really happy about that because they're getting some really good money in order to kind of bring up that team and bring it to its former glory. But on true honesty with what Formula 1 was aiming for, like a much more closer fight between each teams, I'm seeing that is happening with the budget cap and all those. But in that is happening for sure. It's just that with Red Bull, God knows. I don't know. As I said before, I don't want to even talk about it. But with other teams, it's as in the gap between each team is coming close. It is really, really coming close. So we got to see how how this entire thing turns out. But on true honesty, I feel Audi would 
be in fight for the title. Based on all the hype I'm seeing around, Audi is in contention for the title. I can see another Braun GP team in that car, in that particular team. Yeah, but you also need to understand that Audi is relatively very new to this sport. And I see it to believe it. I've said it in previous episodes as well. So I absolutely would support Audi. But if I don't if I don't see any results, I'm out. Yeah, more of the you you'll be definitely on your principle, you gotta see it to believe it kind of uh, thing. So I'm not gonna deny yeah. that. But like yeah, let's we 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 gotta see this entire thing and kind of finish it off. Anyways, the Austrian Grand Prix. What are our predictions? Ooh, Me okay. Here. <laughs> here okay. So my prediction for Austrian Grand Prix is and I know this is going to sound really, really weird. Uh, but I think this would be the case. Uh, Red Bull, obviously. Austin Martin. <laughs> okay. And I'll say uh, Mercedes. So it's it's either going to be... Do I have to choose one or can I choose two? You can choose as much as you want. I Because I'm rather okay, looking so for two... a driver. All right. I'm okay, rather looking so... for a driver. Okay, looking for a driver. Okay, so I'll say team and then driver. Okay, so cool. for what I want is Red Bull, uh, okay. Austin Martin, Mercedes, but I know for a fact it would be a Red Bull, Red Bull, Austin Martin. In terms of drivers? In terms of drivers, it would be Max, obviously. Um, there's no doubt in Max. Uh, I'll say Max. I want to say Lewis, but I've seen the cars. Um, it's not up to the mark, but okay, so my final prediction would be Max, Alonso, and then Lewis. Okay, what I personally feel is that uh, Lewis has won with that W, with that blithering W13 in Austria last year. So I feel with the W14, he is in contention for at least a P2. Okay, so I would go with Red Bull, Mercedes, Aston Martin, or a Red Bull, Aston Martin, sorry, a Red Bull, Mercedes, Ferrari. I'm going to give hopes this time. Since Jason isn't there, I'm going to give some hopes for the Ferraris. Oh, he wishes. Yeah, so. He wishes, Jason wishes he was here when he said that. Yeah, he wishes he's there. Yeah. Anyways, but then in, in terms of the drivers, I'm talking about either Max Lewis, Alonso, or Max, Lewis, or Sainz. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say on Charles Leclerc because um, I don't find... Okay, I don't find his performance a little more promising. But like, yeah, these mm-hmm. are my topics. Anyways, and that comes to an end. We thought this would be a very short one, but then it has gone quite long. Thank you so much for tuning on to another episode of Formula Pod. Please do like, share, and subscribe to our podcast. Our podcasts are available across all your favorite podcast platforms. Until next time, with all the terrible disappointment, this is the entire crew of Formula Pod signing off. Goodbye. Bye, guys. Take care.